Got to, man. Got to bounce back. Shout out to my homie Keys, Xavier Keys, on the vocals on this. Okay. Honestly, they couldn't stop me if they wanted to. Got to get up, go out and get it, and that's what I'm going to do. I've been focused. I'm not hungry. Yo, I'm starving, dude. Grind mode with my team. We making these power moves. Honestly, they couldn't stop me if they wanted to. Gotta get up, go out and get it, and that's what I'm gonna do. I've been focused, I'm not hungry, you're gonna starve me, dude. In grind mode with my team, we making these power moves. Cause I ain't got no time to be wasting with all this music I'm making. Man, I'm tired of being impatient, so I keep making these moves here with my crew. Vow to myself to always stay true, so I don't care what nobody else do, I know why. Like an erection, bumps in the road, but nah, I ain't stressing. I don't work out, but homie, I'm flexing. Every time I get on the beat and I bless it, rise and shine, and I never let another come and stop my grind, cause I grind all night at the gig, no lie. Then it's back in the booth for some overtime. Come on. Nope. Mm-mm. Shout out to Miss Almaramos. Shout out to Miss B. Uh-huh. I said, uh, hey, hey. Hey, my mom's told me to get them, so I don't care what y'all say. I just keep grinding. Yeah, I stay working, cause it's, you know I'm, I said, uh, that's right. In the lab with a pen and a pad, I, I, let's ride. Make it look so easy, don't let me make y'all mad. One thing I know, one thing is certain. I can't stop, won't stop, cause me and my team stay working One thing I know, one thing is certain Can't stop, won't stop, on the grind, get in mind, I'm working No sleep, spit heat, killing these tracks And I'm not gonna stop till I'm up on top where I'm supposed to be Everywhere I go, I scream as people We're more than a crew, we your family Working, trying to get a couple Grammys G Have them sitting on top of the mantelpiece Thank God Go hard, they just mad cause I'm on my job But where I'm from is to the ground to starve I'm starving, I just can't do it Not having it, unthinkable So I turn in the stretch, I'm strong And now I can reach the unreachable Let's go Hey, trying to Yo, they I said I can't sit still I just laugh at y'all haters Cause I Yeah, hey, 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 hey Moms told me so why don't let's go? I just keep yeah I stay cause it's you know I'm I said I that's right uh in the lab with a pen and a pad I I let's ride make it look so easy gonna make you mad one thing I know one thing is certain I can't stop won't stop. Cause me and my team stay working One thing I know One thing is certain Can't stop, won't stop On the ground, get in mind, I'm working Don't ever let anybody tell you That you can't get what you want Whatever you dreaming for, you get out there and you get it You make it happen Never mind the haters Real still Cause I All day Always Get them Yes sir I'm grinding, stay working, hey, I said I, that's right, 
In the lab with a pen and a pad, I Let's ride Make it look so easy, don't it make you mad? One thing I know One thing is certain Can't stop, won't stop Cause me and my team stay working One thing I know One thing is certain Can't stop, won't stop On the ground, get in mind, I'm working Gotta Yes, sir. Love them. Rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Uh, so, 
Now, you've been on our show twice before. I think this is the third time. Yes. And each time you brought some good history uh, for us. So, in a nutshell, what's Aurora's story with history? Aurora's story with history, um, there's so much that has happened here. I mean, we were on the forefront of um, the, the railroads. Um, because actually, from my research, um, we were actually in competition with um, West Chicago to have to be the hub of um, the Midwest, oh. and or pretty much going out. Yeah, we did. West <laughs> Chicago, everybody's like, what have they done lately? <laughs> Not too much. <laughs> and um, so we, we have that. We had so many manufacturers here. We had a brewery here um, down, down off, off the river. Um, we had um, and just many aspects of you know business uh, we have of course a factory of the you know, we had um uh, metal manufacturing just all sorts of things so and downtown was a bustling place and uh, we have so many like you know unique shops and which now we're kind of getting back to which i really appreciate you know these folks that are coming you know, now the building that we're at, so for those of you listening to us, uh, we're recording right now at 24 North Broadway, which is Tavern on Broadway. This building itself uh, has its own intimate history and everything. Correct. So I, I did reach out to the Historic Society. Um, shout out to the Lord Historical Society. David L. Pierce Center, yes. <laughs> good place, good place. Great folks, great folks. <laughs> And uh, th this building um, was built in 1887, okay. and from 1887 to 1890, uh, this was a Bigler and Danny uh, hardware store. And back in 1894, they helped create, um, they provided all the metalwork for the fire station, which is now the Aurora Regional Fire Museum. Ah, interesting. Yes, because that was a that was a functioning fire station Correct. at one point in time. Okay. Right. And um, and that was and the fire station was built in 1894, and then it was still a hardware store up until 1897. It became a furniture store. There was a furniture store along with an undertaker. A furniture store and an undertaker. That sounds kind of sounds like right. Right. It's like how you want your coffin to look. You want velvet on it or? But um, the house building is to be a furniture. Oh, wow. We actually had quite a few of them. That was a business at one time. Right. Furniture stores and undertake. So you get your you can get your couch and get Haunted furniture, that'd be a great <laughs> yeah. um, You can get a couch and you can get a Yeah, that's right. right. Monsters. Right. Yeah. Um, and then after that. After that it, um, in 1902, um Pfizer and Mellon created the hardware store. Okay. And that's why when you yeah. walk into the front of Tavern on Broadway, on the Zade up front, you see it says Hardware's. That's right. That's right. So for you guys coming into Tavern on Broadway, which First Fridays was here, uh, and it was very well done, for you guys coming into Tavern on Broadway on the front, as Tracy mentioned, um, the front door when you walk in, that's the mosaic tile. That's right there. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to say good morning to Corey Abram down there. Yes, good morning. Anna Sierra is here. And Jasmine. Ah, good morning, ladies. Good to see you guys. Good to see you guys. All right. So, Noticias y Mimosas. 
That is right, ladies and gentlemen. We have news and mimosas. Try them. They're very tasty. Patrick has done a fantastic job. All right. Jasmine, how you feeling? Good. Good, good. Right. Long time no see. Long time no see. Um, so now when it comes to uh, this building, one of the things that Patrick and, and Mark told me is that the ceiling in here is the original ceiling. Uh, is there anything else in here that's original? Um... I mean, so you know I should have asked Pat that. You would have to ask. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, after it, it was from 1902 until 1967. And then um, and it has different entities after that. It was even a uh, Armed Forces Recruiting Center. Uh huh. Okay. Um, and then uh, and it was Bakery, and then it was Cameron and the Fox, which was on um, by Phil Newshine, um, who was quite a character. Okay. And um, then it was Bakery, and now it's. Okay, now I don't remember when it was Tavern on Fox. Does anybody remember when yes. it was? Okay, you guys do. Was the food good? The yes. Place? Yeah, good burgers. Yeah. Yep. All right, all right. See, that's the real history. People, <laughs> people in here who know about it. That's good stuff. Sean Gorman. Sean Gorman? Okay, all right. That's going to be a trivia question on like Tuesday or something like that. Who did Dan Guerrero say at that event? Sean Gorman. All right, very cool. Um, now, I do like the fact that we have uh, history that people can touch, and you guys uh, you guys will see at some of the front tables here. Uh, Tracy brought some history that you guys can see and uh, take a look at some of the, the old school pictures here. Um, I got, you got a list of all of the stuff, a cafe and bakery, a lawyer shop. Aurora has a lot of buildings like that. Is that, is that correct? That's correct. That used to be one thing and years past it became something else. Right. Um, even like across the street, the Chip Fabric Cafe mm -hmm. or restaurant, um, that's actually the oldest building on this block. And that was um, that was uh, one of the original homes of one of the original houses. Of four? Yes. Oh, wow. No, that's oh, all good. It's no, all I can't, good. I can't remember things <laughs> off the top of my head. Live fact checks at the moment. <laughs> this is awesome. This is awesome. Um, I have not been to Chupacabra restaurants yet. I hear good things about it. So if you guys have gone, let us know about it. But I hear the food is really good. It is really good. Um, so while Tracy looks that up, for you guys checking us out at home, good morning to you. This is Otisias e Mimosas Part 3. I have to tell you, this is going really good so far. Not too bad. Remember the very first one, it was kind of like nobody came for like the first 30 minutes. I was just standing there like, ah, oh, oh, oh. people came, it was a lot of fun. Unless he was walking down the street. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dan was correct. It was uh, Ethan Toon's home. Um, That's correct. It was really 1830. All right, hit the clap button for Dan, ladies and Beautiful Sunday mornings. The weather is very nice. Perfect day and perfect atmosphere uh, to be doing this. So thank you very much. Uh, now, Tracy, for those who are unfamiliar with you and just getting to know you, you came on the morning Aurora uh, the very first time and you brought uh, a good number of the stuff that you brought today, which is which is great. Uh, one of the things that you brought, and I believe you did bring today, was you brought a telephone book. 
You brought a direct right. from um, what year was that? Um, I have one for the 1920s and one for the 1940s. Okay. Now I want to take a quick moment to let people know, especially the young people. There used to be a time where you had to look people up in books. Right? You could have just, you know? Yes, exactly. And you had to put you had to put change in this machine. And you had to dial these numbers. And somebody might not be home when you're home. Uh, but actually, Tracy has brought this back. Monica, if you can, can we get a cut of this? This is the uh, Aurora City Directory from 1946. Ely Chapel, private ambulance, and day or night telephone. How about that? Very interesting stuff. Um, Tracy, where do you come up, where do you get and acquire uh, the materials and the things that you have? Um, the majority of the items I do find online, online options like eBay, um, sometimes Etsy. Um, I do also find the books on Amazon for the bookstores. Okay. Um, but there's a good majority too that um, that are donated to me by folks who either see my posts or see my website. Right. Um, my folks here have donated their yearbooks to me. Ah. Oh. Wonderful folks. Oh, thank you to the Gellers. <laughs> like you know what, I'm tired of these memories. Take them. <laughs> so and they're they're very helpful with you know helping me create my my collection and everything. Good stuff. Uh, now, how how has your collection grown over the years? And actually, how did it start? Um, you remember, like the first item that you kind of acquired? The first items I I acquired were um, my Leland postcards and my Leland um, that was um, Okay. And I started collecting those first because I absolutely love the history of Leland. Nice. And, yeah. um, and that's because I'm in the process of writing a historical fiction novel. That centers around that. Okay. And uh, so I, I started doing that, and I started seeing little things here. And then I called from folks. Yes. So I started collecting things. And actually, when I was on your show the first time, everything was just in one box. Yes. That's all I had. Now I have what I brought here today. It was in four boxes, and this is the even Yeah, you guys should have seen it. Tracy had her husband working hard. Kylie Duran, if you're watching, good morning, brother. She had a brand new boxes of stuff. It was actually awesome. Actually awesome. It was great. Um, so you now you gave uh, when we did our first interview. You gave me one of the matchbooks from Lee. Uh, are those things that you find those on eBay? Or are those something that I would assume just being a novice that uh, some somebody had to go there at one point in time, like their cigar or whatever, with those matches? Kind of cool. It's very cool, and it's how I love seeing you know. Whenever I collect these items, you know, you just kind of get a feel or a vibe of what that time period was and everything. It's like um, in the scene from um, Back to the Future when Marty goes back in time yeah. and he sees everything how it used to be. Yep. That's how I am when I come downtown. It's like I see the buildings, but I also, in my mind's eye, see everything how it used to be. I love that. That's a good movie to uh, kind of use as a template for what we're talking about here in Aurora because, like, uh, Tracy showed us some photos for you guys just joining us. She, she showed us photos now in each one. Like, I'm trying to see where my old apartment was from there, where the house is now kind of thing. Uh, uh, things have really, things have changed in Aurora, definitely. We don't have horses anymore, we have cars, but like the infrastructure and the way the buildings are, 
has not really changed that much. But some of the structures are kind of the same. Right, and that's why I find fascinating too is when I look at some of the old photos, especially when you're looking down certain roadways, and you see how we used to have you know, the cars, the carriages, and also um, trolley, or those streetcars. Yeah. And it's hard to believe now, driving through downtown now, it's like, how did all these things fit down these roads? Yes, it's, uh, it's actually it's pretty impressive. Uh, have you guys ever seen the movie Public Enemies? Yes. All right, great movie with Johnny Depp. Yeah. Yep. Um, that is a really good movie, and that was part of was filmed here in Aurora in some scenes. Uh, they did a really good uh, take on that to bring the nostalgia back. Christine Walker is here, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. Hello. Hey. yourself. It's nowhere near as fun as it is. All right, Patrick is doing an absolutely fantastic job. Tavern on Broadway, 24 North Broadway, ladies and gentlemen, close to the intersection of Broadway uh, and New York Street, right across from Balbaris Beauty Salon. Okay, uh, so the time is 10.18 a.m., and uh, this is a very fun day. We're doing with our friend Tracy Duran here. Uh, we also have Monica who is our intern doing a great job. And uh, Monica has some local news topics that we are going to take a break. Monica will take us to a commercial and let you guys know what's happening uh, on a local level here. Dia de los Muertos, I think the last date is today. Or was, uh, was it, yeah, yeah, I think the last date is today for that. Um, if you guys had a chance to enjoy Sugar Skull City, we're glad. Saw some great pictures and great costumes. Monica, what's going on locally? All right. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Don't, forget, don't forget to please subscribe to our YouTube channel to stay up to date on all of our content. There you can also watch all of our interviews and receive notif notifications when we go live. I'll be sharing that link with you all in our chats. Our free caregiver se seminar will take place on November 30th from 1 p.m. to 2.30 p.m. Enjoy motivational speakers and re-owned Renowned author Loretta Veni in a conversation called Moving Caregivers from I Give Up to I Got This. The seminar sponsored by H-Guide, Alzheimer's Association, and AARP will present tools that every caregiver needs to thrive with confidence. The link to register, I'll be sharing that with you all in our chat. Get ready for the Citizenship Exam Preparation Group hosted by the Aurora Public Library. This will be a four-session series with students with where students will practice and prepare for the citizenship test and interview. Registration is required and there is limited availability for this event. The first session will be Wednesday, November 10th, followed by Thursday, November 11th. The third session will be Wednesday, November 17th, and followed by Thursday, November 18th. Each session will be from 3.30 to 5.30 p.m. in room 126 at the Centauri Library. For more information, call 630-264-4117. Thank you very much, Monica. Much appreciated. Much appreciated. Maria Chirito, good morning to you, dear friend. Noelia is here, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, Noelia. How you doing? Hey. Good morning. Yes. All right. Michelle Gums, good morning to you. Uh, Harry B. Stockhart, good morning. Alvin Soto, APD, good friend of the show. Good morning to you as well. Uh, shout out to McCarty Mills. Great place on River Street. Uh, <laughs> 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 
great craft beer up in there. Try the number five. Whatever it is, just get the number five. It's like the chill. It's all Pilsner. It's really good. Okay. Um, so now these are these are your books. Those two are yeah. the World War One, World War Two. Aha! Okay. World War One and World War Two books. Right. Now Aurora has a long history of service. Uh, we've got a lot of history or uh, service members in the city too. Um, now, these books, what's special about these books? Well, they they both, um, there's a gentleman, and I believe the older, the um, one from World War One was created by his father. Yes. I'm sorry, it's like, these things off the top of my head. <laughs> you got a lot of history to remember. Right. Um, but they were both created to honor the, um, citizens of Aurora that fought in both World War One, World War II. Okay. And they have everybody that was in there in the um, World War II book, it has my grandfather and my two great uncles in it. So um, it, it's just a really nice remembrance for everybody that fought in the war. And it's amazing to go through these because it's you know, just an amazing amount of number of fellows that went to war. Now I see a name that many Aurorans may find familiar, Roy Davis. Yeah. Roy Davis. Uh, let's see here. He was a sergeant of the 309th Engineer Division. Wow. He went to Sweeney. He entered service June 24th, 1918. Wow. That is absolutely amazing. And uh, he served in France. Yeah. So Roy Davis is... Um, the gentleman who Roy Davis Field was named after. Interesting, interesting. You can tie in the history here, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so the time is now 1023. How are you guys doing today? Everybody good? All right, looking good, looking good. Nothing but smiles down there. Everybody is looking good. It's getting a little bit chilly outside, you guys, but it's warm in here. Uh, with each other. Thank you very much again to Mark and Patrick. So now I want to talk about this book here. What is this green book with the really cool writing? What is the Hills Manual, written by Thomas E. Hill. He was a mayor for work in the 1800s. And his home before social media, he had easy, right? Ah, uh, you're not on Instagram, nobody knows what you're doing. You can just ding the bell and go home. And, and he, he was the you know, very interesting books. And everything. these books talk about it's, it's almost like a uh, misdemeanors type of thing of you know, where you know, like your, your social norms should be and certain things that you need to know. I mean, even how to write a letter and how to address a letter. His home used to be on the corner of um, Broadway and Downer, where the Merchants Bank um, parking lot is. So there used to be a mansion. Um, Interesting. So I noticed that on page 55 of this book, titled Parts of Speech, it starts with the improper use of words. And it says that grammar is the art of writing or speaking a language correctly. Slang, phrases, and profanity. Wow, it tells you that it's bad. <laughs> More people should read this book. This is a good book, man. Uh, get your grammar correct. That's interesting. Uh, now, you said before the show 
that there was a lot of mansions uh, in Aurora, especially in downtown. Tell us, a, tell us a little bit more, more about that, because Aurora, from my perspective, it's always been seen as a uh, uh, kind of a blue-collar town. We have had notable citizens. Let's talk about the mansions. Um, well, the, the mansions were there, and there were, there were larger homes. So that now, like what you would normally see in, in the area, um, the, uh, over where the uh, pancake house is, and now there was a, a larger home for mansion style home there that was torn down. Um, to make the pancake house? I don't think so. What a sacrifice. <laughs> no, actually, before, before the pancake house. I got house, 10 rooms, but this town needs a pancake house. Go ahead, tear it down. Oh, thank you. Before the pancake house, it was Kentucky beef. Yeah. Right. Really? Yeah, so instead of Colonel Sanders with the chickens, it was Colonel Sanders with the chickens. Interesting. I did not know that. Thank good one. I didn't know that. Yeah, and then um, where Harvey's um, uh, is, there was another larger home that was owned by Alderman. Um, and his name mind, but, um, but there, there used to be a larger home there, so it's like, you know, a lot of these spots where there were these large beautiful homes, but they were torn down for one reason or another. I mean, right. Type of thing, so it's, right. Uh, now, Aurora has had a lot of shift, well, you know, being a city that's, uh, that uh, has a good proportion of it on the river here. Uh, were some of them torn down because of the shifting? I remember as you told us in the story that we did about the Hobbs building, that uh, it had to be assessed through the water levels or something like that. Was that correct? Or the, the stone makeup? Was somebody else. Okay. But I know with the GAR building, they had ah. to do. Right, because it's it's on the river, and that's going through a lot of change. thinking <laughs> to like where the um where the shoreline is. Too sure, but, okay. but that, that's the reason why it was close for because they were there. Nice. Okay. Um so now let's move on a little bit. So those are the Hills albums. Now you have some postcards here. What are these? And can we hand can we like Pass them if people want to. Oh, yeah, if take anybody wants to come up and grab any yearbooks or anything that you can handle, you want. <laughs> um, yeah, postcard I have here. This is where the Kermit is now, and that was the Dell. And this had um, a dance hall and a bowling alley, and had all sorts of um, amusement entertainment in there. And that had unfortunately burned down. This? It doesn't even look like, this looks like Oak Brook or something. <laughs> Holy cow. I would recommend you guys take a look at this photo here to look at what this building used to do. The Sylvandel. Sylvandel. And then um, when that had burned down, then they had um, built, it burned down, I believe, in the early 1930s. Paramount was built in 1931. And that was designed by um, Rat and Rat. Well, also designed up here. Rap and rap. Yes. Is that like a R A P P R A? Oh. oh. <laughs> and um. And Leave it to a brother to start rapping. <laughs> what? Uh, we got buildings. We got buildings. So they, they had also designed the theater, but also um, their interns were Graven and Miger, and Graven and Miger became their own architect designers, and they created the Lady Aha. Uh -huh. So we have that little bit of. 
gonna, I'm in the process of writing a historical fiction novel. Okay. Um, it's taking me a little bit because the first part, it, 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 um, it's located in Aurora. But with it being just, uh, historical fiction, the first part is 1940. I'm going to be as perfectly accurate as I can. And you have great, I, that's one of the things I've always, always respected about you and what you do. Like you take great pain to make sure you have your facts right. Like if you don't have it right, you're just not going with it. I really respect that. Thank you. Yep. Yep. And, and a lot of it is to respect for the citizens and you know everybody in the community, you know, especially the older folks, because you know I want them to make sure that I take great care and love and you know, making sure things are accurate. Because I don't want somebody to read this book and say, you know, well that building wasn't there, that was over right here on this street. Right. And what's funny is that there was one particular restaurant that had my characters eating in. And I had to make sure I knew what the name was, and I could not find the name of it for the life of me until I acquired one of my, my 1941 phone book. Okay. And I finally found the name of it, and I'm like, I'm finally done with that part. Ah, uh, well, and what was that restaurant? Um, it was just a little um, greasy spoon type diner over on the corner of uh, River and Blaine. Okay. And Aurora had a lot of those. Yes. Aurora had a lot of. of Corner diners. That was a. That was kind of the, the the feel. It was kind of like the kind of the fifties ish kind of vibe, but also the well established city. Right, and um, and a lot of those I remember because um, and I'm sure everybody here remembers um, the Broadway um, where they had the little jukeboxes by the booth. Um, Barefoot Charlie's, which I totally miss. Um, Barefoot Charlie's was a um, used to be an old, um, it was like a streetcar that they modified. And it was on, um, on a stole right before the, um, right before the library. It's an empty space now. Okay. But it, it used to be, it's called your picture. You just walk up and they had like bar, they could just, you know, sit up there and just eat. Uh, kind of like the famous picture with that corner bar window. You guys know what I'm talking about? I think we all know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah where they see the uh, street scene. That's great. And then you also had the uh, the Stalin restaurant where the uh, oh the Stalin restaurant sorry uh the Stallion restaurant yes. that's what it was called yes, it was a Stalin restaurant and um and then um where the uh, terminal building is that they're working on right now um for the uh, Yes, small apartments on the top, and then there's a uh, a plan for a restaurant at the bottom. The type of restaurant is still kind of TBD, but uh, yeah, it's going to be good. And they used to be the uh, the Broadway diner, and I used to go there with with my dad and my sister, and um, we would go in there and have lunch, and they had like the little tiny um, uh, cereal boxes for your breakfast. Oh yeah, Uh, they should just bring back that Broadway diner. They should just call it that. You know what? I have an idea where we should bring back a diner type of restaurant and have everybody come up with whatever favorite dish that they love from any restaurant and we have to come up with a recipe for for those dish. So you so you can have like a dish from the Broadway or you know, like the the tacos from you know from Novel's tacos or you know, just whatever um, That's you know, a good things idea. That's not bad. Yeah. Um all right, so another quick question I have. No, you're right. <laughs> I hope not. 
Like, remember that dude from Good Morning Work? He just died in Tavern on Broadway. Um, what is your, do you have a favorite uh, era? Is there a favorite historical period of yours? Um, the 1930s and 40s. Why is that? Because there was, um, wherever you just dressed up with class. Um, you had the Sky Club. That was in, in the, uh, when, when the Gosselin the, um, family took over uh, Leland um, in the late 1930s and, and into the 40s, and they really created an entire world. Okay. Hotel. And, um, and the club and everything, I mean, it was like the place to go. And, and even people would come in on the trains from Chicago uh, to Aurora just to, you know, be on the Sky Club so you could see. Yeah. And I used to live up there. Right. And you lived in Leland Tower. Right. Yeah. And uh, and I was able to. Uh, I was one of the first occupants of um, on the 19th floor. Okay. Along with um, another gentleman, uh, Rick Lowy, who was like, really into orchestra as well. And uh, and he was really big on the uh, the Bluebird studio that deal. And he actually created a little studio. Because uh, that's right. Because the Leland Tower as well was known as a hub for recording. Right. Right. Now, is it true that there used to be a speakeasy in the Leland Tower? Is that? Um, there's rumors of that, and there's also rumors of tunnels going from Leland to <laughs> certain areas of, of the city. Monica, get ready with expose, because, you know, the, I mean, there's always going to be, you know, those family members who are saying, you know, well, I've never seen Al Capone eating steak over in the Sky Club and everything. Even my uncle Rusty, who used to be a bus there, he said that he served Al Capone steak. And it's like one of those things where it's like, great. I mean, I have another uncle who said he used to date buying and buying. <laughs> Everybody, right? right. There's, always, there's always those stories. I guess that's kind of the, um, maybe that's kind of the magic of a city. Right, we we will we'll never be able to kind of disprove that, but the legend of it happening in your city is the special part. Right. You know. In um, because there was one spot in Aurora on Lake Street. Why you while you're looking at uh, also the Sky Club. Uh, the Sky Club was only open for a certain amount of years, and it, and it closed post for uh, closed up before World War II started, or did it last through World War II? I believe it lasted through. Um, it was because I have folks um, where they comment on my posts that they were up there up until um, the 1960s, so it was you know still running and everything. And then um, when the Gossons had sold it. Um, there was just different owners that took over and everything. And then um, there was a newspaper article I had found from the uh, mid-70s where the building was basically in. Because right. um, back in the um, late 60s, there was a company that came in that was going to totally redo everything. They were going to turn it into a retirement um, home type of deal. Um, and they claimed that they were cleaning everything out. They are going to redo the uh, Sky Club as, you know, like a... Um, Recreational area, but then I also found it too that in the 80s, I thought it was still because everything was leading to it. 
But um, but then uh, he had a couple other owners, and now it's owned by uh, David Caramus, who is okay. you know wonderful person. He's he owns um, Leland and also the. Uh, it's for the, the old Elks Lodge. Oh yes, that's right. Uh, right. About the Mayan. The Mayan right. building, right? With the uh, it was old Elks Lodge. That's right. Which I have to say, real quick, just to plant the flag in the conversation for those of you who are unfamiliar with that building, um, it's a darker shade of brown. Architecture is absolutely fantastic, and the uh, the characters characters, excuse me, that come out of the building on all sides of it. Absolutely wonderful. And that's on the corner of Stolt and Benton, which is right across the street from One East Benton. That's a, that's a great building, actually. Uh, the back looks onto uh, the Fox River. Side-tech from back there, too. That's really cool. Um, so next, I want to kind of point us to the items that you have over here, uh, because you actually have a menu from the Sky Club at Leland Tower, which let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I've looked at this menu. If you think we're living fly now, you should see the prices back in the 30s. Man, it was 15 cents for a shot of whiskey. Man, they were, they were partying up in there. Steak, lobsters, all of that, five bucks. It was, it was really good. Really good stuff. Yeah, and that, that menu is from uh, 1941. Okay. And, um, and like I said, the, uh, the pricing was. Crazy, but with inflation and everything, some of those will probably be, you know, dollars. Oh, yeah, <laughs> seriously. Yep. So, like, you know, you can get a steak for, you know, like a dollar fifty, but. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, but like I said, Leland is like my biggest um, reflection item that I love because just with the, um, and there's just the uh, magic to me with Leland, and especially the Sky Club because Sky Club is just this mysterious place. Because a lot of people know of it, but there's barely any photos of it. Right. You know, you know the interior. Yeah, and I haven't seen a photo of like party goers, everybody hanging out. Do any of those photos exist? Do you just not have them, or or those kind of hard to find items? Um, I do have just a handful of photos, and those are from the Historical Society. Okay. Um, I also have some on my website of um, a lady um, Julie. He has shared some um, skyscrapers because they used to have, you know, like the photographer there who took pictures of yeah. me. With the thing they put over and right. they flashed the ball or whatever. Yeah. No, it's probably like the uh, 1940s one where it's like, ah, like that camera. So, um, yeah, they, they would take pictures of the party. Actually. Very cool. So I, I do have you know, some photos on my website of. If you are just tuning in at home, hello everybody, it's 10.40 a.m. Mondo Mondo, good morning to you. Josue Paiz, good morning. Harish, good morning, Harish. Edward Hopper's Nightclocks. Thank you, Coyote. And Michelle says she would love to hear the history of Broadway being raised uh, up, to, up to street level. So would I. Yeah, so me would too. I. <laughs> we would <laughs> all. Uh, my, my, my knowledge is mostly you know, like from you know twenties on. I'm still learning. Sure. Um, because a lot. I mean, I I started you know this collection and learning more about the history um, within the past several years, and a lot of it was more of a hobby. Right. But now it's just turned into a love of learning more and also teaching everybody. Yeah, because when, when I bring up things, you know, well, hey, you know, did you know that 
the people now so they can see, so they can have the whole wow factor, but that they can also learn from it. Um, do you ever showcase, do you have young, young people come and ask you about stuff? And if you do, what's, what's that like when they see and take part in the history? Um, well, that's something I would love to do is um, to be able to bring my items to, you know, folks to, you know, check out. Um, I mean, there's always, you know, the first and foremost, there were resources. Right. You always hit, have them to help out with items. Um, there's also the um, Oral Public Library. They yeah. have their historical document room, which is really awesome. I can spend hours, I can spend a whole day in there, and spend a whole day <laughs> like we're locking up Mr. Rand. Like five more minutes. Right. Like that movie, uh, Night at the Museum. Right. Yeah, I would love that. Get locked at the museum. That'd be so awesome. And it's like you know, I, you know, it's like you, if you have, you do have access to them. Me, I love having these things on hand. And I mean, if there's anybody who's ever wanting to, you know, wants me to bring my items where I can. I do have, um, I, I started to note all my um, items that I'm at, that are in my collection on my website. Okay. So I do have everything noted of what your books I have, what other books I have. Um, now I'm starting to put out what other um, items I have in my collection, such as like my own purple cream um, containers. Oh, yes. Good segue. Yeah. Good segue. I'm glad you brought that up. So let's talk about Stillman freckle cream. Have any of you guys heard about Stillman freckle cream? Is it a Wi-Fi password? <laughs> That's a good one. Nobody would guess that. Stillman freckle cream, man. Um, now, this was a cream. People would put that on to, to get rid of freckles. Right. It's, it's basically a bleaching cream. Okay. And, um, and like I said, you know, folks here, you can you know, check everything yeah, if you, out. If you guys want, you, know, if you guys can go ahead and check and, and take a look at the items. Right. Uh, but, but with the freckle cream, I highly recommend not to apply it yes. <laughs> because it has mercury in it. And that's the reason why I was you know, not made anymore. But it has mercury in it and it's also yeah, a bleaching agent. But yeah, it was a freckle cream because at that time period, the ladies really wanted like the porcelain. Oh. Right. Life and everything. Yeah. So you have this portion yeah. of it, but then... It went to look like on Downton Abbey. Right. Yeah, that's a ghost. Right. So it's like, yeah. you know, yeah. so those items are from um, the 1930s and 40s. Okay. Those are all... Nice. All right, so the time is 10.48 a.m. Michelle Gunn says, oh my gosh, she's going to cry. David was a sergeant for eight towns. Love you for bringing it. So, well done. Well done. Okay. Um, so, I want to, what is the oldest piece of history that you have? Um, there would be actually two items. My Hills main one that I have here, this is from 1894. Okay. And also my two um, photo albums. I bought photo albums from the 1860s. Okay. They have like cabinet cards and everything. Right, now can we, uh, can we show that real quick? Because I kind of want to, sure. I kind of want to get the, Make a song out of anything, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Brent, how you doing back there? Well, All right. How are the mimosas, ladies and gentlemen? Are they good? Are they tasty? Yes, very fly. Very fly. Okay. So another thing I do is um, I park photos of people and everything, and a lot of times I will post them. And if anybody recognizes a family member, 
I'm always more than happy to give that photo to those people. All right. Because I would rather, you know, I do have posts where they say, oh, that's my, you know, that's my dad or, you know, that's my brother. And um, they say, oh, I'll pay you for it. I'm like, no. Right. This belongs to me. This belongs to me. Like, that's very nice. So, so, like, a lot of these items, you know, I do try to um, see if I can locate names of families and everything. So, like, for this one, uh, it says, like, photos that are from photographers from the area of, like, from uh, Pratt Photography, um, the other ones. Very cool. Look at the guys with the side. This is back when guys had the side mustache, like the whole, the whole big thing. They only shake the bottom part, that's pretty interesting. Now these are all from the 1800s. Wow. Look at the styles. And the person that I purchased it from did already start a uh, genealogy research on it. So there are a couple names that I do have with it, but I have to take a little bit further to see if I can locate anybody here that's still around. Wow, this is absolutely amazing. Yay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, hello there, welcome. Casildo Casey Cuevas in the house, ladies and gentlemen. I can tell when I look at the people's uh, avatars all day on Facebook. Like, okay, all right. Um, so this is actually, now this one here is tin. Right, it's a tin type. Okay, let's let's talk about that, because that's the job. This is the very early days of photography. Right, so um, there are some photos where they were, um, when the photographer was creating the photo, they would actually create the photo onto tin. So the photo is actually a piece of metal. Wow. That's absolutely wonderful. Very cool, very so, cool. Because sometimes you'll see like those um, really neat options where they have some type of like Billy the Kid or something like that. They go for like millions of dollars. And, you know, like one of those things where it's like, you know, when I do cards, I'm always wondering, like, do I have something that might be right. you know, significant or something like that? Not quite, but I mean, there's only one thing I was talking to Dan Burr about. There's a uh, postcard I have of the um, run house from the 1800s. And, but, and it's a really cool photo. But on the back of it, there's correspondence, and they're from 1910, from July 1910. And the, the lady who was writing to her cousin was writing about, oh yeah, tomorrow we're going to go to the uh, um, the orchard to go see the uh, Wright Brothers' uh, airplane. So, they, oh. so the Wright Brothers, one of the Wright Brothers was here to demonstrate their, their newest invention of the airplane. We've had some famous stuff happen in Aurora. How about that? That's pretty cool. And so the uh, good morning, Aurora should have been around then. <laughs> yeah, we got the right brothers. And that was um, the uh, Aurora Driving Park, which is now where the Riddle Highlands. Riddle Highlands. Um, yeah. that's the uh, over by uh, Northgate. So okay. say it's the subdivision. So like when you're driving down Lake Street, you have Peppy's on one side, and we have the whole subdivision on. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. And so another segment to that. Um, the, there's a building across the street from Pepe's that's the, uh, like a uh, pinkish salmon color. Um, that was actually owned by millions of them. Um, and there was a uh, dry right there because there were fellows that were part of the Alcohol Syndicate that worked in, and they were arrested in the second. Okay. Don't do the crime if you can't do the time, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Goes back, but it kind of. I mean, you know, we flash forward to twenty twenty one. Now we look at what is considered a public nuisance. 
our friends are all in business. So when you shout out your friends, you also shout out their businesses as well. The host of Noticias, well, one of Theus Aurora's here. Good morning to you, Noelia. Right, this is Noticias E Mimosas and everything. Um, so also, you guys, you will be aware there's a lot of development taking place. Um, this goes back to a conversation I had with Harish. Please be mindful of all the stuff happening because Aurora is really on the move right now. Uh, in the Beacon, there was a great article talking about the, uh, the new stuff taking place downtown River Street. There's a lot going on development there. And uh, as you guys also are aware, Terminal, Flatiron, and Hobbs are the three buildings to uh, watch out for. Uh, whilst there is uh, development taking place and housing and everything, there's also a new development coming on Broadway next to Jake's Bagels and that lot there. We detailed that story a couple of times. Uh, we'll be sure to bring that up again when it's back in the news. Other than that, if you can donate your time, uh, Marie Wilkinson's Food Pantry is a great place that needs help. There's a winter coat drive taking place with our friends of the Aurora area, or excuse me, a food drive for the Aurora area Interfaith Food Pantry. Also, Good Morning Aurora is happy to be a drop-off location November 15th through the 20th in conjunction with State Representative Barbara Hernandez's office and the Alive Teen Center, 78 South South Street. So please, if you have items to donate, uh, hats, coats, warm items, gloves, things like that, please bring them through because uh, we would be happy to get those for people. It's going to get colder outside, so let's make sure that we can do what we can for those less fortunate if possible. Monica is on the camera today, and she's doing a really good job. And she's doing a really good job, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we'll make sure to check that footage at the end. <laughs> okay, um, so let's move on now. Right. Now I see some things behind us. The new day in and day out. What's that all about? It's a book written by a local teacher. Oh, you can come in. Yes. Uh, yay. Our friend, what is up? Good to see you. Good to see you, my brother. Bring it in. You know, but oh, we're doing good. Yes, we've got some great stuff to see. Uh, Tracy Durant brought a lot of items uh, for folks to check out, so please go ahead and uh, take a look at any of the items at any of the tables. And right up front here, too, yearbooks and things for you guys to see. All right, the new day in and day out. There's actually a series of books, um, and those are the Alice and Jerry books, and uh, those are written by Mabel O'Donnell. She was born in Aurora, she attended schools in Israel, and she graduated from Israel High School, and she attended the University of Chicago in Columbia University. Um, she, I have notes on this, that's why I can think of this. <laughs> I know, you're good with it, you are good with it. Um, so in 1965, um, the East Aurora School District named elementary school, as well. Um, but she, she created these books, and she just um, set up a set of them, books that she created, you know, children's books and everything. These books are similar to what the uh, Dick and Jane books. But, um, but they're just really neat, the artwork's really neat in there as well. Um, yeah, so the, those were uh, books created by uh, Mabel O'Donnell, also. Ah, so that's what 
Ladies and gentlemen, it's like nine Jeopardy questions already. <laughs> if you're ever been on Jeopardy, just shout us out. You won 800,000. Yeah, good morning, Aurora. That's why I got it all. <laughs> Tracy Duran. Yeah. There are a couple of her books that tie directly into Aurora history. So the Big Woods one had, you know, the Big Woods out there. And then there's also one um, with spinning the trains. Wheels. Yeah, spinning wheels. So. There, those are those are really good books to you know try to find. Um, there is a listing on Facebook Marketplace I recently saw where somebody is selling those books for fifteen dollars. Fifteen dollars each. Yes. Wow. Okay. At first, I thought it was uh, fifteen dollars for the whole set in person. Like, <laughs> I don't. Oh, okay. So oh, they're tuning in right now. They're not laughing no more. Are they? Like, <laughs> oh, that's the lady from Oh Man. I should have sold it to her. Yeah, you should. Yeah. <laughs> you should. I was on the whole thing. Right. Okay, uh, now we got more books back there. You have a notebook with your name on it. Oh, and Leland Tower. Very cool. Very cool. Um, another part of my collection are books written by local authors. This one is. Oh, come on in, ladies and gentlemen. Live on the air. Well, well. Oh, yeah. to it. 
this book was written by uh, Norman Wood, and he uh, did a lot of research on um, local Indian tribes and Indian chiefs. Um, actually, he, um, the, the area where um, on, on the lake over by, I believe, the Burger King was where um, the uh, Chief Blackhawks tribe was. Okay. And um, and also to the um, um, and there, there was, you know, we, we did have a lot of um, uh, Indian land and everything. And the thing is, too, is that when, when the parties and uh, the officers came, um, there was actually a little bit of, not a conflict, but, you know, they came, they wanted to land, the sure. Indians, you know, the Native Americans had brushed them off, um, and then they came back again. Right. <laughs> and they brushed them off again. And then they came back again, and they're like, oh, you know, so, yeah. you know, I don't know what, how they, Party Mills. Yeah, so uh, I don't know how they, they came. They keep coming to, back. And so it's like, I don't know how they came to the um, agreement to right. acquire land, but, um, but yeah, so it's like a lot of our land was um, originally Now, when you, uh, and also actually, can you scratch that up real quick, DJ? I forgot to tell you guys something. You can win the Aurora book. Let's show the Aurora book. We have a secret number. We have a winning number. And here's our raffle 10. It says tips. You can leave tips in there too if you want. Yeah. Um, so you guys can pick the number out of here, and then Tracy's going to call the winner of the book. So let's show them the book, though, what they will win real quick. Now, I have one of these books. It's fascinating. It's fantastic. It's full of Aurora history. And there are a lot of notables, uh, not only in the city, but notables who have great names in Kane County as well are inside of this book. Yes, here it is. This is the Aurora story, ladies and gentlemen. This book is absolutely fantastic. Uh, again, a lot of notable names, not only in the city, uh, but also in King County. This is the book that you can win. So whenever you guys like, you can come on up and pull one of these nice cut sheets of paper that I I did the real cutting on, so when you see the phrase, like, hey, that guy, yeah, that's his fingerprint, man. <laughs> yeah. So you guys, that's what I wanted it for, yeah, see? Gotcha. Uh, but this is a uh, this is a great book. Okay. Uh, now, tell us, before we get into Mr. Uh, Mr. Egan, let us know about the history of the mayors of the city. From what you from what you know about the uh, the mayors? Um, well, like I said, I'm, I'm still learning a lot of you know the other history other than sure. just you know living and everything. Um, and so with the um, the Hills books, um, with uh, Tennessee Hill, he, he was fascinating. These books are just absolutely fascinating to go through because these are just jam-packed with all sorts of information right. of that time period. So like if you're if, if there's anybody out there who is writing a book or writing um, a screenplay of some sort that deals with the 1800s, these are like the perfect reference books. Okay. And because then you know what life was like in the 1800s. It talks right. about how to treat horses. It talks about how to um, do certain things and how to how to walk, how to talk, how to right. be around people and everything. Um, they have you know Thomas Hill, um, my other. One uh, favorite is uh, Paul Egan. Paul Egan. Great. Okay. And uh, he was a great character. 
You know, I think this is a perfect time to go into Paul Egan. Is anybody here familiar with Paul Egan? Show of hands. Dan knows. Cheryl knows. Okay. Uh, before we get into who was Paul Egan? Paul Egan, um, he was a gentleman who uh, was mayor of Aurora during the 1960s. And um, he originally um, went to campaign to become a mayor because he was unemployed and he needed a job. He needed a job. Right. So he was unemployed. So he thought, you know what, I'm going I'm to be mayor. Right. That's a way to do it. <laughs> and, and, and he was elected. Everybody here like, y'all do that next time. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he was elected. And he was a very rough, very rough kind of, kind of fellow. Um, I mean, he, he he was like the um, a mix of like, um, uh, I think of the, um, like the, uh, the Russian president who would, who would like stand up down and Yeah, where he'd bang his shoe yeah. at the podium and everything. He was that type of guy. And uh, where he, there was like certain um, big council meetings where he would start fist fights with you know people there because you know they weren't in agreement with him. That's but it, but there are other things too where you know he, he did you know um, did, did good for the city because he, he was elected twice. And um, and there there's another story I've read where um, I think it was on Route 29 where they they were incorporating so that the trucks couldn't come through on Route 29. Okay. Hill. Uh, uh, Hill. Is that Hill Avenue? Where he, he, he would actually stood up. That's 30. That, that's it. Where he, he, uh, he stood there with a shotgun to make sure that the, uh, the trucks couldn't come down. <laughs> Damn. And, uh, what an effective mayor, right? <laughs> Get the job done, man. We don't care how you do it. <laughs> it's like, who's that? I'm going for that. That's our marriage. Um, but he also, um, he got into disagreement with our um, police chief and fired the police chief, and he hired. Um, uh, he actually originally hired a female wrestler, a brother female wrestler, to be chief of police. And then she left, and then he hired senior car. Senior car. Senior car was a parrot. He hired a parrot. That's a true story. Yes. Okay. So he fired chief of police. He hired a wrestler. She didn't, a female wrestler, she didn't last, so he put a parrot as police chief. There's a joke in there somewhere, I'm fine. The mayor and the parrot walked into a bar. Yeah, exactly, yeah. The mayor and the parrot walked into the tavern on Broadway. It's funny. Um, what became of Paul Um, He, he you know, was, like I said, was married for, uh, I believe, two terms. And then, um, and then he ended up being, um, he didn't get a re-election the second time around. Yeah. I believe he became a vacuum salesman after that, and uh, and he, he just looked quite like that. After that. Wow. Now we have a picture of Paul, right? We have a picture of Mr. Egan. Okay. I want to show the crowd the picture of Mr. Egan. So while we're getting that picture of Mr. Egan, I think this is a good time to. Can we do a cheers, y'all? Can we all? Can we all cheers, Monica? We can cheers. Yes. All right. Happy Sunday, everybody. Hey. And I see I got the grand best reel ever. <laughs> All right, so Paul Egan um, was the mayor that Tracy is mentioning right now. His picture, when I first saw it, was at the, uh, at the Aurora Public Library. It was actually very cool because
because I saw the guy, he was in a hospital bed uh, in the picture that I saw. Ah, here it is. Ladies and gentlemen, this is former Mayor Paul Aiga, an interesting character. Uh, the caption of this photo says that Paul Egan jumped from the ranks of the unemployed to a thirty-six, or excuse me, to a six thousand dollar a year job as Aurora's mayor when he won an upset victory in the uh, looks like the April seventh city election. He was publisher of a weekly shopping newspaper that went broke last September. Wow, this writer was really right. Goodness, you better than us. Got your flaws in the newspaper. Uh, Egan credited his victory to stories he wrote in his paper before he stopped publishing it. Wow. And this one here, this is one of the ones I saw at the library. Uh, so, get you guys in mind to cut into this one. This one here says, very interesting, uh, Mayor Aurora, Chicago suburb, uses phone in the lobby of hotel where President Eisenhower is quartered today. Paul Egan, whose edicts are seldom given any attention, that he wanted Ike to, quote, send troops to Aurora to settle a situation which amounts to civil war. He got no closer than Ike, excuse me, he got no closer to Ike than the lobby. Egan recently fired the entire Aurora 68-man police force and chief, but they stayed on because of an anti-Egan council majority. Man, Aurora politics, boy, it was spicy back in the day. Ah, now the man looks, he looks sad in this one. <laughs> Aurora Mayor Paul Egan, who served eight temptuous years as Aurora Mayor, sits dejected. That's the word of the day, dejected. Monica, could you be so kind, my friend? Uh, in his home after he was defeated in his bid for re-election. A 70-year-old uh, retired school teacher won over Egan by a two-to-one margin. Egan's eight years as mayor was marked by continuous feuds with the city council and many firings of his police chiefs. And he fades into a war history. How about that? Yeah. So you, you made a mark, though. You did. And actually, over at the local um, library, um, I made uh, Rob Winder a lot of the um, research together. Okay. And there are actually, I believe, two binders about Paul Egan over at the library. Amazing. All right, so if there's ever a Jeopardy question about who the mayor was that gave the city of Aurora the most trouble in the 1960s and who fired everybody and hired a parrot to be police chief, you better win. The name is Paul Egan, ladies and gentlemen, Paul Egan. Everybody's looking nice today. We got some Good Morning Aurora shirts out there. We got some hoodies with our name on them. Bianca Camargo for Judge. Yes, we got that. Christine, nice hat. Very fly hat. BTP got the flannel on with the... Uh, Kind of Nirvana grunge vibes today. <laughs> Definitely did that. Ben, what's your shirt say? Fox Brothers Piggly? Piggly. Piggly Wiggly. Ah, gotcha. Gotcha. Old burn down start. What's that Aurora? Okay, all right. The history is going on in different parts of the restaurant, ladies and gentlemen, but this is uh, 24 North Broadway where we're at, Tavern on Broadway, and we're talking to our dear friend, Tracy Durant. All, right. all the class, all the class. Okay, um, so now what's what's 
next? What can we show these people to wow? Do we have any yearbooks with anybody in the crowd anymore? We know we have one. We saw what uh we saw Josie and we saw Ben. Was that middle school or was that high school? That was high school. That was high school. Junior year, yeah. Who else we got in the crowd? We're gonna find you in the high school yearbooks. <laughs> We're like, Lord, please don't go to West High back in the day. <laughs> uh, so we have 1977 here, and this is East. Wow. Kurt, Kurt Becker's in that one. Kurt Becker, okay. Student Council, the German Club, and the Ability Challenge and Math Department. Mr. Dufresne, Mr. Mrs. Church. Very cool stuff. Now when I see my yearbooks, they're in color. Wow, this is old school right here. This is good stuff. Only the seniors. Only the seniors. Oh, yeah. Ah, okay. Randy Brown's in there too. Randy Brown. Randy Brown. Split. 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 Oh. I know. See, I'm learning. Yeah. On my own show. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> you never stop learning, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so what do you now the majority of the history that you've been covering, like we talked about, was for uh Leland, the Sky Club, and all the associated history. What can you tell us about our high school? You know, east, you know, east side and, and the west side. We're a show that's tried to be, uh, tried to cover both sides and everything. We've had more, we've had more Tomcats than Blackhawks on the show. It just happened that way. Uh, what can you tell us about our high schools? Um, our high schools, and I have to start with Easter War because Go ahead. You got the notes, girl. You got the notes. <laughs> <laughs> We have food too, ladies and gentlemen, if you uh, go ahead and, and get a bite to eat. Um, so, Easterbrook High School, um, that was originally built. Um, that was originally built in 1867. And that was on the northwest corner of Galena Boulevard and Root Street, where um, grocery store is now. Galena and, and Root. Right. Now what? Yes. Yeah, no what? And actually before that was it was also the EMT and also the national um grocery store. Holy cow, look at that. It looks unrecognizable right now. You guys can also if you want, you guys can come up and, and check this stuff out. That looks absolutely fantastic. And uh so the the building that used to be there, right, and it seems like that a lot of the architects in Aurora love turrets, mm -hmm. you know, and you know, just the awesome domes and sure. everything. And uh, so the, that building was um, was there until I believe the 1960s. So, so it was East Aurora High School, and then they changed it to um, a junior high school. And then um, in 1912, East Aurora opened a new school on Jackson, which is now Katie Wall. That's right. Right. So they used to be East Aurora High School. And then in the um, 1960s, uh, or I'm sorry, 
Ah, did anybody know that before Tracy told you? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like the only person doesn't know is me. Huh. How about that? All right. So, because Coyote says logic dictates Paul Egan got involved in the vacuum theater industry because his constituents, his constituents thought he sucked. Yes. A good one. Good one. Thanks. <laughs> Janet Gardner. All right. That is spam. And also, we have Greg Elstree here. Good morning to you, Greg. So sorry I am missing the mimosas next time. Yes, dear friend. Next time for Greg Elstree. Greg Elstree is here. He was here. Here's to Greg. We can actually Greg. To Greg and all the union members out there nationwide. Ah. Greg here with the background, too. We're doing a dig this morning. Look at all the people. Holy cow. This is great stuff. How's the food, ladies and gentlemen? Very good. All right. Shout out to Pat. He was back there slanging it back there, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. That's why I was good to you. Thank you very much, Monica, for putting that in there. Nicole, practically full house. Good morning, Aurora. It was in Sunday morning economics. That is right. And why are there two different spellings for Wabonzi? W-A-U-B-O-N-S-E-E. Since I graduated from there, I like to say it the other way. W-A-U-B. Oh, when S-I-E. Warriors. Warriors. Love on Z. Everybody, go back to the news, bro. Uh, why are the two spells? Yeah, I'm not sure. I think, I mean, a lot of pride has to do with... Um, Hello, good morning. You made it. You made it. Welcome. Good to see you, folks. Thank you. Good to see you. I read the article on... Denise Crossley. Oh, well, thank, oh! Thank you very much. Good to see you guys. I have a purpose. Awesome. Good. More than one, I'll We have a, um, a raffle, too, as well, folks, if you'd like to take one of our uh, numbers, and we'll call the lucky number a little bit later. Yeah. All right. Um, so two spellings of the name? Um, I mean, it could be where, you know,
And the high school classes were held on the second floor of that building. Then that building burned down in 1906. What is it with fires burned down buildings in Aurora? There's a lot of fires in Aurora. <laughs> and then, um, and then the uh, West Aurora High School on Blackhawk Street was built in 1905, and then that was recently torn down in 2016. Okay. And uh, but then that was also Jefferson Middle School in Aurora Christian. Ah. Uh,
and then if there's if there's something that I really really need, then I utilize you know I'll send a request and to the Abortion Folk Society to work with the library. Okay. They they have their own um, people that do research. Now, do you have anything that they don't have? Um, I do. Oh, seek and ye shall find. Yes. This was an awesome find for, for me. This was a book written by B.J. Sigrand, who was a um, local dentist. And he, there's actually a display over at the um, over at Blackberry Farm in the Old, Old Town area. And there's the uh, display of his office. Really? And, and he and he was he researched Lincoln and this is the book that he had uh, published. And has all sorts of information about Abraham Lincoln. And is this is actually signed by DJ Sigrand um, to a uh, lawyer in Woodstock. And with the date, this was actually signed by him just a few months before he passed away. Uh that's interesting handwriting. What is that it looks like January twentieth? 1932. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so th this is my favorite find, expensive find, <laughs> and also an item that I don't think that either one of them has. Very cool. And this is, for those of you watching at home, this is the book, Lincoln, Profit, and Patriot by Dr. D.J. Sigrand. Very cool. Now, do they have something that you don't have? That you're like, ah, oh, I need to get that. Oh, they have everything. They do. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 there's, and, and I'm not the only couple. There, there are folks out there that have a larger collection than mine. Right. I like to you know, share mine with, with everybody. You know, and, and like I said, folks here, you know, they can you know, come up and grab the books that they want to look through the books. Um, but there are other folks out there that have you know, awesome collections. That I'm very envious of. Um, there's one gentleman who has a, um, a Sky Club martini glass that I would absolutely love to have in my. Anyway, he's gonna come off that glass. Right. But um, but I think you know the um, um, auction place. Some of the sellers are getting pretty savvy with what's popular in Aurora. Right. So like anything that's Zealand or anything else or anything that's a particular topic, they know that they can put it um, as a bid, not like a buy it now. Okay. So they'll do it as a bid and I'll watch it. And if I see nobody's bidding on it, and on the very last day, I'll do like a last second bid. Uh, but if there's like too many bids and the price is getting a little bit out of my budget, then I'm like, right. I have to give up. Because okay. I do have a budget, and there's certain things where I'll ask my husband, Coyote, I'm like, you think it's okay if I get this? He's like, how much? I'll tell him. He's like, don't worry about it. It's great collection. Right. Right. But I, mean, I, do, I do have like a, a budget line that I, you know, if I'm not comfortable with it, I'm like, I'll Are we still going to Disneyland this year? No, I don't spend the money on, on stamps and matchbook cards, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Okay, so the time is now 11.36 a.m. Adil, good morning to you. Joseph said there's still time to sign for the inaugural East-West Turkey Trot. Uh, supporting the Aurora East Educational Foundation, the ABEF, and West Aurora's A-plus Foundation. Thank you very much for the link as well in the chat for you guys. Uh, and Monica, if you'd be so kind. Can you take us to a commercial and give us some more local news headlines? Sure. 
Tuesday, November 9th, there will be a great and informative town hall meeting hosted by State Representative Mara Hishauer and State Senator Karina Villa at the St. Charles Public Library. Come share thoughts and learn about the hard work being done for all residents. This will be an awesome learning event held by two great leaders. The event begins at 7 p.m. For more information, you can call 331-465-9661. November 12th, from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m., Bardwell Residence, located at 63 South Broadway, will be featuring cocktails and conversation. Cocktails and mingling will be at that event. Come see what Bardwell is all about. To RSVP, you can call 630-892-5790. The Kane County and DuPage County Sheriff's Office are hosting a job readiness and hiring event Thursday, November 18th, from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. This will take place at 205 North Lake Street, Suite 103 in Aurora. Those who participate can receive help in many areas such as resume writing and interviewing and be introduced to the job and community resources. And I'll be sharing that link with you all in our chats. All right, thank you very much, Monica. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Okay, so we have a couple of things. There's also the Aurora Regional Fire Decision. Uh, go ahead and detail that for us. Um, the Royal Regional Fire Museum um, today are having a, the uh, sound, sound alarm event from noon until 3. The tickets are $35. Um, there are a lot of um, uh, local restaurants that are participating in the chili contest. And there are also going to be two vegan options for our vegan eaters. Um, and the vegan options are going to be from Dorosens and from Strawberries Barbecue. Okay. And they're also doing uh, meat versions as well. And, um, and the proceeds are, you know, go towards the um, fundraising for, for the museum. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a fun time. It's going to be a great And uh, if you go into the over Rachel Fair Museum website, you can put them, there's a link down there to purchase tickets from that. Okay. And it starts at 2? At 12. At 12 today? Yeah. All right. So it's actually starting pretty soon, ladies and gentlemen, at the Aurora Regional Fire Museum. Uh, right across the street, and up the block a little bit from where we are right now. The time is 11:39. Okay. Uh, so before we before we wrap it up, before we wrap it up, as we start our our wrap up process, um, what pieces of history in regards to like some of the things that we saw in the stores, the businesses? What are the long lasting pieces of that you see? What what's what's stood the test of time?
examples, the uh, the original fire museum. Yeah. Those were eighteen hundreds, and they were able to repurpose like that information. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, two brothers from that still has you know a little bit of history on that. It's got a lot of its original basic design. Right. Said some of the some of the new wheels, you know, uh, bells and whistles are new. Right, but you know the exterior and all the uh, brickwork and the original, so you know, still have that vibe and energy from the people that. Aurora book, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 
All right, so uh, as you know, the show ends on a positive note. So what is your message of the day to the people uh, of Aurora? Yeah, at home and in here. begin with a drum set. Listen for an explosive live sound. The snare should be crisp and the cymbals should ring. You don't ever need a reason I'm right here with you 
never could forget you All the things that we've been through Everything we went through Hey, none of it was simple But I'm right here with you Some days I wish I was more like you Your certainty, your attitude Keep doing what you're doing I ain't mad at you I'm just wishing that I had that too Some days I wish I was more like you Your certainty, your attitude Keep doing what you're doing I ain't mad at you Just to know you, I'm glad I do I can shop so, this. Recording now. And playing on three. One, two, and three. I wasn't going to do this one. But I decided I, I, I need to. New music. 
These are the confessions of a band geek. Time to get personal. If I could, I'd probably do things differently. Uh, these are the confessions of a band geek. Reminiscing, thinking how I got to where I'm at. Throat back before I even learned how to rap. Tell my story kind of sorta like my diary. These are the confessions of a band geek. Music molded me and made me me. If I could, I'd probably do things differently. I used to only take my horn home once a week. These are the confessions of a band geek. Fifth grade, I remember it like yesterday. I saw the band and decided I wanted to play. I tried the trombone and the sax, but that wasn't fun. I always had rhythm, so I wanted to play the drums. But ain't nothing happening, I guess it was too late. I decided I ain't want to play them anyway. Then the director took... You can lie. Then the director told me give the coronet a try. Handed it to me, you told me to try to make a sound. Watching the hands to make sure I had the form down. Couple people staring, so I'm not trying to look stupid now. Played it so loud, I had everyone looking around. From that moment, I decided it was all. Fifth and sixth grade passed, I was still going strong. Seventh grade, my folks were glad I was serious about something. Moms took me up to Saddlers and bought me my own trumpet. <laughs> For real. Before I even learned how to rap Tell my story kinda sorta like my diary These are the confessions of a band geek Music molded me and made me, me If I could I'd probably do things differently I used to only take my horn home once a week Uh, 8th grade at Waldo, everything switched That's when I met Mr. Conrad and Mr. Tripp New beginnings, never seen nothing like this Private school to public school, I had to get a grip Met a gang of homies that I loved like my brothers Straight clowning up in class, couldn't tell us nothing Walked to school every day with Louis Sotero Was taken way too soon, we'll see you again though Freshman year at East High, man it flew by Still all up in my shell, I was super shy Was cool with all the jocks cause my brother hooped My cousins Trees and Ann had me plugged with all the ladies too Sophomore year, it felt like heavy pep band Playing in the stands, drunk off 211 At the games, me and Vernon used to wild out And all my fellow band geeks know what I'm talking about Straight up <laughs> Before I even learned how to rap These are the confessions of a band geek Music molded me and made me, me If I could, I'd probably do things differently I used to only take my horn home once a week The year was when I started skipping class My moms have found out I guarantee she kicked me Did football one year and also did track I threw the shot put in the disc but really I was whack Playing the trumpet was the only thing I stuck with And that was only cause my moms wouldn't let me quit Hardly took my horn home being lazy I was good and that's what drove Mr. Kaiser shot crazy Can't forget the day he told me he was disappointed Said I could've done something with the music if I wanted The Walt Disney Parade marching That's when my vision of being an artist really got started But everything I know now I wish I knew it then I would've realized this music is my calling So all the shorties coming up Remember no matter what Time is precious, don't waste it, no stalling Go all in Throat back before I even learned how to rap Tell my story kinda sorta like my diary These are the confessions of a band geek Music molded me and made me, me And if I could I'd probably do things differently I used to only take my horn home once a week These are the confessions of a band geek